You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. I am so pumped you're here because today we're going to unveil another amazing tool that we've been working on for a long time. And this is going to help you create a better practice and a better life. It's going to help you manage cash flow, understand your profit and loss statement, and help you create more true profit. It's called the Money Roadmap with our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub, that we've been working on for a long time. And today, Barrett and I discussed during this episode, all of the components you're going to need to create a very, very profitable dental practice. And we're going to make it's super easy for you and show you where you can get this amazing tool. So check it out. I know you guys enjoy it and we'll see you soon. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Take Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. All right, cool. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron, and I have our CEO, Dr. Barrett Straub, on today. We're so excited that you're pumped. I, I mean, we're, we're pumped. pumped. I mean, I'm excited that you're pumped. I'm pumped. So uh, we're enjoying the heck out of this. And again, this continues the live uh, podcast series, which we're going to continue to do. And um, this comes off the heels of the GDE Symposium that we had last weekend here. Uh, that was incredible. And my first question is, if you weren't here, why not? Because it was unbelievable. And uh, we're going to continue down this path. Today, we're going to be discussing the money roadmap. As you will see, we're going to continuously bring you guys brand new tools all the time. We unveiled the PPO roadmap. And we have a lot of the practices we coach in our community going through that right now. A lot of them are becoming less dependent, some of them completely out of uh, the scope of PPOs. And with each tool, our goal is to make your practice and your life better. So thanks for being on, brother. Always. Yeah. It's my pleasure. So so this is me. This will be the first time yep. that we've mentioned the money tool, right. the money roadmap. So t- tell us why this is a, an important day. It's important because, well, first of all, as you know, I'm passionate about this. Yes, you are. And, and you know, what I, what, some of the skills I can bring and offer is made from 18 years of mistakes, struggles, frustrations in my own practice. And right. the money flow or following the cash from cash in the cash out and following the money and reading financial statements and just having a handle on the financial health of my practice has been a struggle throughout my career. Right. And I finally got it 
mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot of lessons and I'd like to, you know, along with your coaching uh, expertise and our coaches put that together and, and say to Dennis out there, like, Hey, learn from our knowledge, learn from my mistakes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And with those mistakes, with the learning, you're going to see, we're going to constantly make this, uh, every time we do this, we try to make it more and more simple, you know, more and more applicable. And let me just say this about money before we get started, because money is never really the goal, but money is to your business. What oxygen is to your life without profit in a, in a dental practice, it's a hobby and that's a very expensive hobby. And so I also believe what Pete Dawson shared early on, you know, making money in dentistry is the byproduct. If you do the right thing with the right people, you can make plenty of money in dentistry and really enjoy that. And part of it is really knowing how specifically to do that. So we're going to, we're going to unveil the money roadmap and you can actually get a copy of it, but we're going to talk about the why and how you can use it in dental practice, because being a dentist, you have to have margin. You got to have some financial margin. Can you describe like how important that is just for your own sanity and well-being as a dentist? It's a very stressful day when you don't have financial margin. Right. You don't have extra money to in the bank. You don't have a rainy day fund. Um, when you're in those positions and collections dip, that gets really stressful. Yeah. And so, you know, what our money roadmap is going to do, and I'm glad you said it's not, it's, it's simple. Right. Sometimes we over, over, uh, we make things too complex. Yeah. And so you're, people are going to read this running money roadmap and they're going to say, that's super simple. And oh my God, it's super valuable. Yeah. And so our money roadmap is going to help dentists um, realize the revenue they're bringing in and follow every cent out. And eventually the bottom of this roadmap, the final day, the last page is called define your true profit. Yep. And there's lots of profit. There's net profit. There's revenue. There's all these accounting terms. But at the end of the day, I, in my practice, I want to know what dollar value can I put into my checking account Right after all the bills, after my loan payments, after I've paid myself my base salary, right. after interest, after depreciation, all that stuff, what's going into the checking account? Okay, you're already starting to confuse the hell out of me because like this is a this is an inherent problem. Now you're gonna see, you guys, this is how this whole thing works. He's the smart guy. So my note cards have like nothing on them. I just take notes on them. But he actually thinks out a lot of these. And this is one of the big reasons why we sat down and created the money tool was a lot of times, 25 years of helping dentists improve their practice and we get these um, profit and loss statements. And Ariel asked the question today in our team meeting, like, let's talk. They're as different as the fish in the sea right. type of a thing. And when you start to read some of these things, can you talk about the why? Why is it so yeah. hard? I'm a dentist. I get all these reports. Why can't I read them and really easily understand where I'm at from a profit right. standpoint? Yeah. So we have two cards and one is, is quotes. And these quotes are quotes that I have said out loud to a number of accounts. I feel like I'm paying a lot of tax for the amount of money I'm making. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of dentists have felt that. Number two, where did all my money go? Right. Okay. And so the why of the roadmap is really, we want to help dentists simplify their financial health and their practice. So they know how much money they have, how much taxes they pay, where did it all go? And so when you have that knowledge, the biggest why is so now you can, one, make important, educated decisions about your financial future. Right. So this money roadmap is not going to be 
retirement advice, retirement savings advice. It's not going to be, we're not CPAs. Right. I want everyone just to know this is um, real life experience. It's me going through a number of accountants because no one could uh, show me what I needed to see. Right. And it seems like, you know, it, on, the, on the CPA's um, defense, the tax code makes it really difficult. Right. And so as complex as accountants have to be, it's because of the tax code. However, we as dentists, we do dentistry. We're not accountants. So we need to, you know, simplify it enough so we can understand it. So the biggest why behind this is just to help dentists know how to read their financial statements, understand where their money is going, and then make educated decisions so that they can have a better, better practice, better life. Yeah, I love it. Now, if you're listening, you know how this works. Like you get this financial statement again, you see, you know, depreciation, amortization on it. And then you also go say to yourself, you know, my overhead in my account says my overhead's low, but like, I got all this debt going on. I bought a CBCT and I bought all this stuff like, and it's, it's not showing up on my profit and loss statement, but like, I still don't have any money left all over. So we're going to dispel a lot of those thoughts so you can truly see cash cash in and cash out as you start to use the tool and the tool will consistently evolve, you know, and our goal is, you know, we're going to get this started for you. We want you to use it. And then as you step into it and get a chance to meet other people from the act dental community, you're going to see, they're going to share experiences. It's so powerful. And you'll notice where you're on, where you're at on that journey. Now back to journey. I wanted yeah. you to talk about the financial life phases because yeah. you presented those this morning to our team in the four circles. And yeah. so I think if you're listening, whether you're a new dentist or a mature dentist, you're going to see yourself in these four life cycles. Yeah. And, and, and there's not a clear line between these four, but there's roughly four financial life phases. So the first is you're right out of school. You ha- we call it high uncertainty and high debt. So most dentists graduate with a lot of debt. They're going into practice. They're going to buy a house. They have a new family. They're buying cars. They're starting to enter real life. So high debt. Then they have high uncertainty. Where will I practice? What's my earning potential? Will I be fast enough clinically? Will I be able to sell dentistry? We think we'll be good dentists, but there's still high uncertainty. So right. those, both the, that high debt and that high uncertainty cloud our decision-making. Yeah. And I, in that phase, said to myself a couple times, I'm going to see if there's any money left over at the end of the year, and if there's any extra, I'll invest it. And guess what? There wasn't any money left over. Yep. And then I did it for another year, and then finally I learned an important lesson. The next phase is phase two high debt still, but a little bit lower uncertainty. So maybe you've been out of practice a few years. Maybe you're a brand new practice owner. Okay. So you're starting to figure it out a little bit, but you still got, especially if you just bought a practice, now your debt even increased, right? Cause you right. got a practice loan, maybe bought some um, equipment to upgrade the office. So now while you're getting your hands, uh, you found your speed, you're getting a little more confident dental wise, your, your debt load just went up. Yeah. So um, you still have that stress. Again, that's a very easy phase to say, I got too much debt. I'm going to wait a few more years. Right. In a couple of years, I'll have enough money to start really investing. Yeah. And then phase three is, is uh, okay, moderate debt. So now we're paying off some of the debt. Maybe you've been a practice owner for a handful of years. You're, you, the dentistry is getting easier. The, the uncertainty is getting low now. But you still have moderate debt. But now is where, now you, 
often dentists take the next step in, you know, practice upgrades. Maybe you buy a CERIC, maybe you buy a CBCT. Although you still don't know where your money is. Mm -hmm. You still say, boy, I'm paying a lot of tax. I don't see this money. Right. Um, and then in phase two, a lot of doctors are like, well, I'm a doctor. I still don't know what it, I'm going to make, but I should really be driving a nice car. So right. $50,000 BMW down. Now in phase three, that goes up. Now we're going to buy some technology because that is, you know, a lot of times the right thing to do. I still don't know where my money goes. And then that's phase three is where you're like, shoot, I'm 38 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm older than that, but if you're 30, <laughs> if you're 30, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I thought I'd have a lot more money yeah. saved away. I thought I'd be doing pretty good. Where did all, I have some, but I need more. Then you yeah. say, but in a couple more years, I'm yeah. going to really be able to sock it away. Then yeah. you get to that last phase. You're in late 40s, maybe early 50s. You really got low debt, really low uh, uncertainty. You've got dentistry figured out. You're, you're rolling. Yeah. And then you go to your financial advisor. It's like, okay. Let's start kind of really nailing this down when I can retire and all that. And your, and your advisor says, you can't retire for a long time. Right. You don't have nearly enough saved. Oh, and by the way, your practice isn't worth nearly what you think it is. Right. So now you've, you thought you're going to have a ton. Mm-hmm. You thought you'd be a retire when you want to retire and, and you can't. Right. And now that's a bummer. Right. Because now you're working, not because you want to, because you have to. Right. And, and we want dentists to say, when they're 60 years old, I don't have to work another day if I don't want to, but I, I still want to because I love dentistry and I love what it does. Yeah, I love this. And so, you know, you're going to go through all these different life cycles and we see it all the time where people are on this. And you, uh, my first thought, if again, if you're listening is like, when you don't have any margin, you make bad decisions. Yeah. It's hard to sleep. Yeah. When you have more margin and you have some discipline financially, you can make decisions from a position of strength. You're like, I knew how much work it took to actually make this money. And so you make better decisions. The other thing I want you to consider is that as a dentist, if you practice for three or four decades, depending on who you listen to, you're going to have anywhere between probably 10 and $50 million coming in and out of your business. You know, maybe more than that for some of you. I mean, think about it. 10 to $50 million is going to come into your hands and out of your hands. And what a great opportunity, what a blessing to have a business that can do that. And all you got to do is create some channels, you know, some automations, some systems where you go, oh, this is coming in, channel it there, channel it here. And you can stay focused on the things that matter most, which is patient care or taking care of your team or the vision aspect of it, things. So that's why this tool is so important because people don't often you know, there isn't a lot of stuff out there like this. There's not a lot of tools and everybody's got an opinion on all of these things. And I want you to talk about if you don't put some, you know, floodgates or some paths to this money of all that money that's going to come in and out, you're also going to expose it to this law called Parkinson's law. Yeah. Parkinson's law basically says that your needs for the money will rise to meet the supply. So, you know, I like to say money does, in fact, burn a hole in your pocket. If you have it in your checking account, you will find reasons to spend it. And there's often valid reasons. Right. Um, Technology, equipment, supplies, stuff for your kids, stuff for your house, a bigger house, a nicer. There's always like good, valid reasons to spend money. And so Parkinson's law is if it's in your checking account, you're going to spend it. Yeah. Um, 
And so we know in these financial life phases, we, you know, you've coached Dennis for almost 25 years. There's one thing, you know, right? Your best dentists, they all save money. Yeah. And not only do they all save money, they all saved money in all four phases. Right. Now that doesn't mean they're saving the same amount. You get started early, you right. chip away, you do what you can. Um, but the most important in that phase one and phase two, if the dentists don't develop the habit of saving, and we'll talk about that, but this automation, this process, this, it is saved before I even see it. Yeah. It gets really hard to do that in, in, in phase three and four, because three and four are your money-making phases. That's right. when you really got to put it away. Right. But if you're just trying to develop that habit in three and four, it's an uphill climb. Because yeah. you've just lost those years of compounding interest in one and two, and you're going to have to sock away way more than the dentist that even just put a few grand away in phase one and two. Yeah. And so the value of time is tremendous. It's like the eighth, what do they say? Right. The eighth wonder of the world yeah. is compound interest. But uh, so the time piece is critically important. And then what's really cool is now that we're getting super specific and this tool is going to walk you through each one of the steps. I mean, when I, 25 years ago, I used to just tell dentists, just save 10% off the top. And you know, it's funny is they would actually do pretty well for a long. They're like, wow, practice keeps growing. I'm still saving 10%. Wow. Just keep growing. Right. And they never touch it, but we're going to take it even further than that uh, on how to handle all of these things. And so, um, gosh, the, the, we talked about the why I do want to talk. This is like my favorite yeah. one of the day. So yeah. like, again, like we do so much so much planning and work with our team in the morning. And so yeah. Barrett showed this graphic this morning and I was like, that's it. That's it. Can you talk about the willpower versus habit automation and process? Right. There's some of us that have amazing willpower and mm. you'll always fail in terms of financial health in you'll always fail when compared to habit automation process. Yeah. So the ha habit of saving money, the process of saving money, automatic investing before it hits your checkbook, if you never see it, you can't spend it. Right. And so willpower, the, like if there's a little extra, there should be some extra at the end of the year, I'll invest it then. I tried that. Mm -hmm. I lost. Yeah. It didn't work. I found things to spend it on. When I developed a habit of saving and set that up. Now, there are some, there are some years where my habit of saving kind of hurt a little bit. Not, not hurt, but right. you, you, watch, you watch some of your colleagues and your friends and it's like, oh. Yeah they're buying lots of stuff. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing wrong? Right. You're like, why can't I do that? And then I had to remind myself over some years, like I know why they're buying that cottage up North. I know why they bought that house or that buy that boat. They're not saving as much as me. Right. And, but in the end, this is how I want to live. I want to live within my means. Right. I want to save. And someday it's going to all pay off. For and, sure. and, and, you know, I have an amazing life. Like I got way more than I need. So yeah. I don't want, I'm not scraping the end of the barrel here by any means, but um, the, the habit, the, the earlier you can develop that habit. Now there's two ways to do that. One way is what we call profit first. So our roadmap is going to guide Dennis through the step-by-step -step process of profit first. There's a whole book out there. It's amazing. It's basically saying revenue. So it's mm -hmm. going to switch the equation. Revenue minus profit equals expenses. Yeah. We've all been taught revenue minus expenses. What's ever left over is yours. We're saying revenue minus profit, pay yourself first. Then you have this chunk of money left over and you're going to, you're naturally human nature. You're going to find a way to fit your expenses mm -hmm. into that supply. 
for yeah, sure. According to Parkinson's law, it doesn't happen overnight. You got to work at it. Now, the second way, and probably the biggest um, transformational thing for my financial health is to say, to take your debts and turn them into cash making machines. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I want to say one thing just yeah. to piggyback because the Robin, uh, Parkinson's law, uh, Tony Robbins said this, and I'm going to totally beat this up, but he, I heard him say one time in an interview, you know, your business will eat whatever you allow it to. So you got to take the, you got to take that away from your business occasionally right. or from, from habitually. Um, so that's the first piece you of You got to take the M&Ms out of the kitchen. Yeah, because they're too easy. You I leave, those oh, things down. <laughs> minor chocolate chip. You leave one chocolate chip cookie up there. I guarantee you they're going to be gone by, you know, it's just one and then it's just two and then it's just three. And before you know it, they're all gone. So I actually set a policy in my dental office. You cannot buy me M&Ms. <laughs> Cause so, they come like, Oh, we love you. Here's a bucket of M&Ms in like two days. I'd mow them down. You can't even I, help I, yourself. My willpower doesn't work on M&Ms. Yeah. No matter how you, how hard you no, try. No, they're like kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so true. So, um, and then I, I love how you convert the actual debt payment yeah. into an asset instantly. Yeah, and so you mentioned, you mentioned your practice payment. I think it's genius, yeah. you know? So think of that. If you're listening, you got to listen to this. This is very powerful. So if you think about it, banks, um, they get this. They, right. they understand Parkinson's law very well. Right. Because they don't often allow you just like, hey, write us a check at the end of the month with what's left over. Mm -hmm. They say, we're going to set up an automatic withdrawal. It's going to come right out of your checking account yep. at, you know, the fifth of the month and your practice loan is coming to us before you figure out you don't have enough money. Yep. So for years, whether it's a, you know, all, all debts, car loans, house payments, practice loans, especially if you're a young dentist, you just bought a practice. That's going out the window before you see it. You learn to live without it. Yep. You figure it out. Yep. Then that day comes and your practice loan is paid off. That's a huge amount of money. Yeah. And you could, you could put it in your checking account. It'd be amazing. Oh yeah. But I, I just why said, don't, Hey, why, why don't you? I found a way to live without <laughs> this. Let's just, I don't even see it. I don't want to see it. Let's just take that automatic payment that goes to the bank. Let's put it right into investments. Yeah. Go to retirement savings. I've never seen my practice loan. That same amount goes right to 401k every, every month. Yeah. So if you're making a $5,000 a month debt payment, yep. the day that it retires itself, do it, not putting it, in your checking account. Cause you will start spending it. It instantly transfers yep. to an asset. Right. I've done it with every loan. So upgraded my waiting room. There's a loan for three years. It ended investment, right. got new equipment five years, 60 months later, it's done investment. Yeah. So you're still doing your own investing, but every debt that comes your way again, because banks have figured out I'm living great without right. that loan payment. I don't need that. Right. I'm just going to push it over there. Yeah. And then there's a day where you sit down. If you do that, then there's a day and it's hard. Like I said, you watch other people spend and you have some of those questions like, gosh, what am I doing wrong? But then there's that day you sit with your financial advisor and he's like, dude, you, you're, Awesome. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing and you can retire anytime you want. Yeah. I heard a dentist say this a long time. It's good to tame the wolf instead of outrun the wolf. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, you keep feeding this wolf, you know, and you don't have any rules with the wolf, which is your lifestyle and all this right. kind of stuff. And then you want to move to next to the country club. And then you want to get two new cars all the time. And then you want right. to like this and you want to do this. And then you go back to your practice. and You're like, I got to pay for all this. And you just, <laughs> you, you feed this wolf. And next thing you know, you're outrunning the wolf every single month. You're figuring out how fast you got to run beyond that and get it. I get it. Like I like to do really nice dinners 
years and all that kind of stuff. But there's got to be a balance. And at the end of the day, you got to have that financial margin. And back to what you said earlier, like it's too hard to think about. Your life becomes more and more complex. And what you have to do is you got to make it simple. We're big fans of habit, automation, and process. One of the biggest secrets, and it's not really a secret. We teach a lot of dentists, like just habit stack. We create habits. Like we're going to get your hours right. We're going to get the patient. Here's one. Let's get patients paying. Wait, there's one. Ding, 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 ding. That's step one. That's step one. Step two, let's get him paying your full fee. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, when that money comes in, let's start putting channels to it. Now you've easily not added a single second to your calendar. Yep. You're now making more and you're being more responsible with it. And that's what we're going to see. You're going to see this when you go through the money roadmap is like, it's just a series of automations, processes. You won't add one more hour yep. to your work week. It'll just be adding one more process, one more step, one more automation in this whole thing. And uh, so let me talk one more why. Okay. And I'll tell a, a story that'll make me look foolish, but why? it was a huge why behind my passion for this. So there's one day and I've asked these questions, the, you know, I feel I'm paying a lot of tax for the money I'm making, you know? So this is where your accountant's like, you got to pay this quarterly. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that's a lot of money. For sure. And then you're like looking at what you're putting in the bank. And I'm like, I, the math doesn't, isn't working for me. Yeah. Like 30%, 40%, you know, I'm doing the math. I'm like, something's not right. Right. And the question, like, where did all my money go? And the accountant not being able to show me and tell me. Now right. our accountant, now that I have, he's awesome. And he's been able to do that. And he, goes over cash flow with me. But that is the biggest why. Because one day a accountant told me like, okay, you you have a big tax bill. You don't have enough cash in the bank to pay it. Mm. I need you to take a line of credit and I need to bon you need to bonus yourself 60 grand. Oh. So that you don't have this court and I was a C corporation at the time, which is part of that problem. I've since right. converted to an S corp. Well that was a bad decision because then I got a new accountant. He's like, well, that you, that's just kicking the can down the road. You're going to have right. to deal with that. So there was a year where I had to scrape a right. bunch of money together to pay a huge tax bill. I had no money in the bank after that. And I'm like, my profit and loss statement says I'm doing amazing. Yeah. And all of this says I'm doing amazing. So how is it that I have this tax payment, even though I'm paying quarterly taxes, how is it that I don't know where my money's going? Something's wrong here. Right. Now, if you're, if, you're, if you're paying attention to this, you're on the other side of the spectrum. Now, I was there, you know, one of the years that we did extremely well, I went out and just like lost my mind. <laughs> I got a new boat. He got a lake house. You were the wolf. I was the wolf. Yeah. I was like, you know, we've made it. Woo! <laughs> I was still saving money, but I was like, yeah, it was great. Well, what I didn't realize is we had jumped several tax brackets. Yeah. And so, and you, you've done this too as a dentist. And then my accountant said, you're in the snowball. And I'm like, what's the snowball? He goes, well, same spot, you know, we're going to be taking this year's profits and paying last year's taxes. So you can already right. see we are now being really stupid with money. Yep. And on top of it, you know, the IRS is so compassionate because <laughs> they're, 
you know, the, the percentage right. rates are really low. I mean, I remember getting that snowball tax bill. I'm like, holy crap, look at the interest they charge. Right. And like, they were, you talk about wolves. Like, yeah. it was like the phone calls didn't stop. And like, you would look at the interest you were paying on these tax bills. Yeah. That we were, I'm like, okay. And so it was at that point, I'm like, we're never doing that again. Again, switch to a different accounting firm who's like, okay, this is really dumb. And I'm like, I know. And so <laughs> um, now it's like, it's actually painful because all those, all those dollars and actually you, you do it now at a whole nother higher level for us is like that money comes out. We never see it. And we have learned to become happy taxpayers well in advance. Right. (laughs) Right. Now that's a whole nother, we're going to do a whole nother podcast on that one, but we um, we are, we are. And, and, and so this money roadmap is, and we call it the act, you know, act dental profitability roadmap, but the money tool, it's coming out soon. If you want to get on our list, it's going to be launched in November. We're take we're we're setting up a list. You're going to be one of the first to get it. You're going to get the roadmap. You're going to get a couple um, educational webinars around it. And what's our site? It's what would we say it was actdental.com backslash or forwards forward forward slash what money. Do- no, let's do, uh, see, we can make this up. I right? know we're totally making it up. All right. We're going to do money. Money. So actdental.com forward slash money. M O N E Y. Now it's not live right now, but it will be. It will be shortly. And yeah. shortly. And there you'll be able to find your first uh, sneak peek of the tool. And here's the other thing I'm going to say, this is not some BS tool that you download and it's a one pager and you're like, I know uh, you guys have worked your tails off on this. You know, our yeah. team has chimed in on this. You've taken a look at all the financial models in dentistry. We had a chance to review all of it this morning. It is a step-by-step, really well thought out tool that you can use on your own. Yeah. And right. so it's going to greatly simplify. So if you're a dentist and you've even, if you've ever said, I feel like I'm paying a lot more than I should for the taxes I'm paying. You need this. If you've said, where did all my money go? I'm just not following it. You need this roadmap. If you don't know the amount that you should be putting in your checking account at the end of the month, you need this. And if you're not looking at your P&L, cash flow, and balance sheet every month and knowing what to draw from all three of those, you need this. Absolutely. Because there's something called non-P&L cash outflows. There's money you're spending. Every dentist out there, if you have any debts, you are spending money. And this is where I got caught early in my career. You're spending money and that expenditure is not on your P&L. And this made no sense to me for many years. Now, I never, it took, well, it, it, I shouldn't say never. It took me a while to figure that out. There was probably three or four years. So that was one piece of it. There were dollars that were going out. Right. And I'm like, oh, those are debt payments. And I would find, and I'm like, it's not showing up here. The other thing that I found in that same time frame was I was making payments on debt. Yeah. And those still weren't showing up right. on there. And I'm like, we're making good money now. And now, wow, where is that? And where until you have somebody that sits down with you and helps you understand all that. And again, it goes back to your original principle, cash in, cash out. Right. And, and so... It, it, for every dentist, it makes a lot of sense. Why can't there, why can't my accountant just put one report together? It says, you made this amount of cash. Let me show you every penny went. Right. And here's the end. It doesn't exist. I don't know why. 
Right. At least I haven't seen it if it does exist. And here's the pitfall. A lot of this is where a lot of dentists get in this whole like argument, like, oh my overhead's fifty one percent, but I don't have any money, you know? Right, right. You know, or you have the dentist like seventy two. Mine's I think my overhead's at seventy two percent, but I got a lot of money left over, you know. There's a certain point where your overhead doesn't really teach you a whole lot. Yes, we want it to be low. You will see it in the money. We're going to show you how to diagram and map it all out. But at the end of the day, you've got to have true profit. Right. There's got to be a sweet spot. And, you know, profitability does have a sweet spot. And we get to see this all the time. I want you yeah. to talk about that because, and, and as a dentist, you got to know the sweet spot because there's a certain point where, you know, you're going to start growing your practice and then you're going to have costs that are going to level out. You're going to have you know, fixed costs that won't rise with your revenue, right. you know, like your rent, your rent is not going to go up as you collect more. Right. And so seeing that and finding the sweet spot, can you talk about that? What's yeah. the sweet spot? Right. So profitability is a sweet spot. And I want, I want us to think about profitability margin. Let's think about a widget. Okay. We charge this for the widget, but it costs us this to produce it. We yeah. Have, we have a marginal gap. Obviously, we want to increase that gap as, as, as wide as we can. So profitability has a sweet spot. And we, I call the sweet spot the, the place where, number one, a couple of things happen. One, you've increased your production as much as you can yeah. within the current capacity. Okay. So if you're working four days a week, before you ever add a day, before you ever buy a practice, before you ever add an associate, before you increase capacity, I want you to maximize the revenue that you can make within your current capacity. Yes. Why would you ever add capacity before you've maximized your current, the production within your current capacity? Because I went to a seminar. Right. <laughs> or I watched a podcast right. or I, you know, or I heard somebody add more ops to it. And again, it goes back to the whole thing, like get your capacity. There's only so much bandwidth that you have as a dentist. Right. And then knowing yourself is really important. Back to the PPO roadmap. Like one of the things we've seen a lot of dentists do is they're getting paid on average 60% of their fee. Right. Then they start getting paid a hundred percent of their fee. And they're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I should have done this 10 years ago. Right. And now the whole thing changes. That's one piece. Go back to what capacity is. If I'm listening and I don't know what capacity is, great, what's great. capacity? So capacity is the amount of hours that a butt can be in the chair, in the doctor's chair and the hygiene chair. Right. So if you're a single doctor, you work four days a week, plus you got two hygienists working four days a week, your capacity is that. Adding capacity means adding clinical hours, adding a hygienist. Wait, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. Adding hours is not adding capacity. Well, it, it could be. It is because there's now there's more butts that can go in. Your okay, chair. I'll give you that. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. I think adding hours is just adding hours. So if, well, you're going to yeah. see on this side of the fence, like you and I are both, we have spouses that we love dearly. Oh, did Ooh. you just crack a beer? I just Another? cracked a beer. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> We have children that we love. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. We love our profession. So you're going to see if, if you follow us enough, we're about having a life. Yeah. Now, I get it. While you're going to listen to some other podcasts and people are going to say, add hours, go to 7 p.m., 8 p.m. And if you're doing that for more money, that's bad move, especially if you want to have a life. Like, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to a powder puff football game, you know, and watch right. my daughter play. Good. I think she's going to play quarterback this nice. year. I don't know it. Like, that's what I want to do once I leave this place. I don't want to be thinking about who's coming in or who's not coming in when I'm going to have dinner and go watch a powder puff game. Right. 
you know, type of a thing. So the capacity now, keep, I'm so, sorry. I, I, I totally interrupted you because you, you, you struck a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That means it's working. There you go. So, yeah. So, uh, the sweet spot, you've increased your production and your revenue maximize within your current capacity. Okay. Okay. Part of that could be lowering insurance and all that. Like how do we, how do we maximize our revenue within the current product or current capacity? Now, Part of the, part of that sweet spot, increasing that marginal gap, is lowering our overhead costs. Yeah, it's hard to drastically reduce them, but there's some really there's some drastic ways you can make some headway. And so we've got to we've got to get lean and mean within reason. We've got to lower our expenses, increase our production, all within the same capacity, and and say, okay, I've done as good as I can. Like right. I've done it. Now, every time you see a patient, you know. When your head hits a pillow that day, like I've maximized my profit, right. like I've done it all. Yeah. Now, if you do love to work a lot of hours, then go nuts. Yeah. But at least now when you add capacity, you're going to get maximum profit on it. You're yeah. not increasing. You're not just going to work an extra day to make nothing, which we see all the time. Right. You're not guessing right. at the end of the day. Right. You know, the other thing we're trying to do is create some consistency too. When you're in a lot of PPOs, there's no consistency at any time. The business model that you've subscribed to, the rules can change yep. and margins become tighter. Right. And so what we're a big fan of, if you start down the path of the money roadmap, you're going to see just the basic stuff. Mm -hmm. If you do the first part of it, you're going to go, wow, I'm just sleeping better. Yeah. I just feel better. And then there'll be a certain point in your career, if you follow the money roadmap, mm -hmm. that your patients will say, I guess I need this more than you do, doctor. Right. And you've heard that. That's like a cliche thing, but we see it all the time out right. there. And so um, it's really important that you find that sweet spot and put the, you know, the, the systems in place. I also want you to talk about decisions have consequences. You know, they can be based on values or fear, or they could be guided by goals or executed by habits. Now I I've, I've shared this a million times and we were talking about this before we hit the go button. Dentists are more motivated by fear than they are hope of gain and your decisions. They always have consequences when it comes to money. Share with us what that means. Well, yeah. And let's go back to, cause it'll tie in very nicely. Let's go back to the idea that you have expenditures that aren't on your PNL. Okay. Okay. So if you're a dentist out there and you have a CEREC and you have a CBCT that you, that you didn't buy for cash, that you took these or you you have a bank loan on, you have an ITERO or something like that. You're paying on that. Right. It would make sense to the non-accountant that that outgoing cash flow should be on your profit and loss because profit and loss. Well, it doesn't. Your interest on loans are on, on your P&L. The principal is on a cash flow statement. Mm -hmm. So that's where I in my career is like, where is all this money? There's lots of dentists out there that have like 15, 20 grand in outflow to technology loans. Yeah. It's not on their P&L. And so they're, that's why they're wondering, like, where did this $20,000 yeah, go? It's just one extra crown a month. Have you heard right. that one? <laughs> yeah. Right. Doesn't it just burn in your belly? When right. It's just, just do it's just an feelings. extra crown a yeah, month. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, when we say decision have consequences, it's human nature to base some decisions on fear. It's human nature to buy into that uncertainty that we talked about in those life phases and say, I can't start saving, but in a couple of years, but right. in a couple of years, but in a couple of years. And what we're saying, we're big on core values and our beliefs. So 
um, Barry, um, Barry Schwartz, a paradox of choice. I just yep. listened to a podcast and he says, you know, you want to base your decisions on your beliefs and values. 100%. Not fear. Yep. You want to base your decisions and you want to be, they want to be guided by goals, not your fear uncertainty. Right. And then once you make a decision, you have to execute it. Making decisions easy. Now you have to execute it. Are you going to use habits? Are you can use automation or are you going to just try and do willpower and fail? Yeah. And so, you know, we see dentists in that phase one and phase two make a lot of decisions based on fear, make a lot of decisions not thinking about their goals. I mean, this is just a life thing, right? Think about your goals and make decisions that get you closer to that goal, right? not further away. Yeah. So if, you're, if your goal is to become, you know, have financial health in your practice and know where every dollar goes, and then you go buy a bunch of technology that's a non-PNL expenditure and it's hidden in a classical statement that you never look at, and then you're worried about where your money's going, you, now you've made a decision that has a consequence that you, don't, haven't, you weren't ready for. Right. And you can overcome it. And that's, right. what, that's what this roadmap is going to help so many dentists have a very different conversation with their accountant next. Accountants are going to hate us for this. Not because we're wrong, but because we're, we're going to put their feet to the fire and say, right. you've got to do a better job of showing me I'm a small business owner. Right. I'm not a monstrous widget manufacturer that buys a, enough equipment every year that I'm going to depreciate it, depreciate it, depreciate it. That's another thing that I got... Right. Uh, a problem with is you, they speed up depreciation. Now let's depreciate it over a year, but I'm right. paying this for seven years. Right. What do I do the next six? Okay. But let's not create problems between dentists and accountants. <laughs> your accountant's going to hate you for this, but now we're not saying you should hate your account. No, you should, you're just going to be, a, you're just going to be the pain in the ass. To you're going to, yeah. Cause now, cause you brought <laughs> your accountant over to act on. He is awesome. He's but awesome. he would never say we're his easiest clients. I mean, we are in, he is amazing, yeah. like, but he, he, he is checking every, I mean, he's checking every box, dotting every I, crossing every T, and we have a better understanding, thank God, to this whole entire process. Well, and, that, and that's why I work with Justin, because he's, he's, uh, he's a good guy, and he, he's got a work ethic that he, if I say I need this from you, he's going to do it. Right. You know, and he's going to check all the boxes. He's going to make sure that it's done right. And through conversation. So we talk a lot about relationships. You got to have a relationship with your accountant and say, Hey, right. When you got to, I've, I've said to Justin a lot, you've got to dumb it down more for me. I don't yeah. know what you're saying. And then if, if you're saying that to him, <laughs> you got to really dumb it down to me. And so like, we've got, yeah. we've got crayons. Now the other thing too, I'm, I'm just going to be a little bit vulnerable in here and share. Like one of the things we were doing extremely well when we went into the pandemic, yeah. you know, and then the pandemic happened and I had a panic attack. Yeah. And at that point, you guys, if you were following Act Dental, we had the cash burn tracker. Yeah. You thought you designed, we designed the cash burn tracker for you. We designed it for you for sure, but we also designed it for ourselves. Yeah. And we burned through so much cash. Like, and it was at that point you and I sat down and like, we are completely like refining our vision. We are going to be cash heavy on because it would be so nice to say, Oh, there's never going to be a pandemic. I hope that is true again. But if there ever is one, the whole United front on cash flow now is, is so it's 10 X what it was before. And what our hope is you guys will see this. It is very, very financially sound what we're going to ask you to do. And everything we do here, one of our core values is walk the talk. Yeah. So like we're asking you to do what, 
you know, we're putting ourselves through this whole process. And if you follow this, you're going to see it's going to create that sweet spot. It's going to create more true profit. You will be a pain in the ass to your account. Your account's going to be like, where are you learning this from? <laughs> and you're going to say, I listened to a podcast. And you can send them over here. Now, the disclaimer is we're neither retirement we are not. savings advisors or CPAs. Absolutely. Our goal is to have you have this cash at the end. Now, here's another thing. You're going to hear everyone's going to go, well, you got to pay taxes on all that cash. Yes, you do. And our goal is to make you a happy taxpayer. You can do whatever you want when you have the cash right. in type of thing. So it's, it's very important to be cash heavy and have a lot of margin. So I definitely want to spend a little bit of time on, you know, what, what's the roadmap going to do exactly? What is the definition of true profit? Because I think when, when Dennis see the end result of this, They'll, they'll be able to better picture. Oh, I get Let's it. Let's do it. But Let's first, do it. Wait. I want to know what Andy's talking <laughs> Wait, this is the segment. We this should is, have, this is the we best should part have like a chime. This is the best part. So Andy, our video producer, who is freaking amazing, he keeps us on a, our toes. A big thing about us here, our whole culture is about, you know, core values and relationships. We like to have a lot of fun. We laugh pretty freaking hard here. And so I don't know what he's. So Andy's sitting there in the corner. He's got a <laughs> wait. We we got to get a photo he's of this. Got a so he's got a coffee table. He's got a no. That's a no, TV a tray. TV, TV tray. Yeah, that's yeah, a TV yeah, yeah, tray. Yeah, yeah. He's got the roadcaster on there that controls all the video, and he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight copies eight of Brene Brown. Brown's Dare to Lead. Yeah. Are you signing that for the listeners? No. <laughs> My signature's worth nothing. <laughs> I would devalue the book. Okay, the book is amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, what am I thinking? Well, uh, it's September. I okay. found out there are a lot of my friends and family who have birthdays around this time of year. Okay. Uh, for instance, my wife's birthday is in the next couple of days. Well, happy birthday. Yeah. So it had us wondering, uh, you know, for her, she always likes to celebrate her birthday out of town, just somewhere mm. doing anything else. Because as a child growing up on a tobacco farm, she always had to be home for the harvest and work. Yeah. Um, for myself, when my birthday is, I never get to do what I want because um, it's, it's, it's the day after Christmas. Oh. oh. Yeah, so I just learned a long time ago, it's great to celebrate with family. It also makes it easy for them. So I want to know, do you guys have certain ways you like to spend your birthdays? Ooh. You go, you go first. I'll go Good first. One. Okay. So my mother-in-law, Vicki, if you're listening, she created this. And my wife, just, she is like, she's amazing. And so birthdays are not a small deal in our house. Like there's like a four day warm up to the birth. So typically, I mean, my birthday is amazing, but like the kids, oh my gosh, I got to go to a place called Winkies, which is in town. I got to order like 92 balloons. Yeah. They have to be the right color pattern. And then my wife will start that night. So on any one of my children's birthdays, I'm extremely sleep deprived. I've probably got an hour and a half to two hours. I'm joking, but like it's, there's not a lot of sleep. Like she's putting everything together. It's got to be meaningful. There's cards everywhere. There's balloons. There's their favorite thing. And then she, she will play this song. And gosh, I got to find it. But it's, da -na 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 -na. you say it's your birthday. Sure. She plays it so loud that I think the cops have come twice. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. And I have no doubt that as a grandfather, I'm going to go to their house for a birthday and you're going to, it's your birthday. So my wife, on the other hand, she likes to be celebrated, but she 
definitely prefers to go away or go to dinner or something like that. So would I tell you it's extremely like specific? No, it's just a lot of prep for something that's going to happen in the morning. What about you for birthdays? What do you do? Yeah. So my wife's very similar to like, we got to do balloons. Our girls wake up every birthday since they've been alive. They wake up in their whole floor of their bedroom is covered in balloons. So I'm Um, blowing up balloons before my wife loves birthdays. She all, she often says, if I ever die, you have to keep doing this balloon thing. I'm like, well, that's kind of morbid. That's but- <laughs> very morbid. Katie, you have to Seriously, keep doing this. I'm I'll like, help him. Don't let's not have that happen. But yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, as I'm blowing up a balloon, I'm like, oh my God, you have to blow the balloons up. Oh yeah. Well, most of them. you should yeah. go to my guy. He just, just yeah. 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 So now personally, I, for my birthday, I want little fanfare. Okay. I want, I'm very extroverted in small groups. What does that mean? So I want, I love nothing more than like my parents come over, yeah. my siblings come over, the kids come over and we're just hanging around a dinner yeah. table, just talking, drinking just, wine. Um, that's like my ideal birthday. Like yeah. I don't want big parties, I you know, um, that's me. So my wife's the opposite. Like, she doesn't want big parties, but she wants lots of attention and I want recognized. And I, and so it's hard because I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like her super important and I'm really bad at it. Yeah. So I have to like over, overly perform on like, okay, girls, let's yeah. do something nice for mom. And, and so, uh, we're very different in that, but we're different people. What a good husband you are. Yeah. So that's well, all. I, I come up short most years, but I, at least uh, put I don't effort. I don't think that's right. Andy, what are you doing for your wife's birthday this week? Come on. We are. We uh, could come over early. Barrett can blow up balloons. I got a guy that can blow them up. We can. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Well, we are. <laughs> so I'm not going to share wait, my address. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's been a goal of hers for a while to, to go on part of the bourbon trail. So wait, wait, wait. Now this is in Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville. So we're going oh, to drive. Louisville. No, it's a little. Lo- 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 sorry. Lo- hey, uh, yeah, lo- we were corrected hey, by a bartender hey, the other we, week. Too, we like but. birthdays. Yeah. And bourbon. <laughs> you, and you, bourbon. You guys want to come along? Yes, please. Okay. Please. Well, we're leaving uh, right after work tomorrow. Okay. Nice. So, uh, oh, do you know which distilleries you're going uh, to? Yeah. So we just set up the tour. So we're going to. Um, uh, do, 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 do. let's see. Bullet was not available. It's amazing. Cause the, the person who's taking us on this tour is like, because of COVID tours sell out like two months ahead of time. So wow. here's what we have left. So. Okay. I have never been walk us through. How does a bourbon? That's a great question. I've only been to one once. We went to Jack Daniels distillery and it was amazing. So we got to do a tour of the whole distillery, learn about the history, kind of see the well. And then at the end, uh, there's also a tasting. Okay. Uh, so I believe we had, four or six samples, just tiny samples of each one. And, you know, you went from the single malt all the way to the angel share, which they call the Sinatra. What is that? Is that like oh, the it's, exclusive? It's the yeah. The so it's like, you have to go into a special room for that. No, but it costs extra if you want to have that one because okay. it's, uh, I believe it's like $200 a bottle or something. Okay. Sure. Uh, but like the finish is so smooth and taste is awesome. Oh. So it's, it's typically the stuff that's at the top of, um, you know, the barrels, just way up. Uh, and it so much, uh, because of the heat up there, like so much gets uh, evaporated that it's just the flavor is so much better. That's the way they explained it to us. And I don't care what it was, like how it works, but it was awesome. Okay. So first of all, we're shooting this live. Does she know this is a surprise? No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it, no, she... Uh, she did the leg work and, oh. and but, however, like we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. It's like, we just booked this last night and it's like, 
Okay. And then the woman's texting awesome. me today, like, this is what's available. This isn't. Does this work? Like, that's great. Whatever's. So whatever what's, uh, what's the bourbon of choice at home on a random Wednesday night? Uh, I'd say bullet probably. Bullet, yeah. 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 Oh, well, it's pretty good. That's my good one. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what we got going on. Uh, so How cool. Yeah. That so. is awesome, buddy. You're a great husband, too. Uh, no, she would say no. <laughs> <laughs> some days. Some days. Yeah. yeah. I really that love your like questions. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so far, we've got a deck party, yeah. some ribs, and now you're gonna. we're going to promise you, or Valen told you, to bring back some good bourbon and some oh. great bourbon story. I think some bourbon trivia on a future podcast. I like that. Out, might be in order. Ding, ding. I think ding, we, ding, we, ding, we ding, can ding. do that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe bourbon tasting. Ooh. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We There's, could make that happen. <laughs> we could totally make that. You know what's really cool? There's no rules, you That's know. Right, right. So, like, uh, and we we don't we don't have to follow the network's guidelines. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> True, because we don't have any sponsors, right. <laughs> or, or we're not on a specific network that has any rules. Right. So or maybe we can no, find we, some. If we, we do have some right. sponsors, love you guys. So I was right. just joking. I I meant, I meant television <laughs> sponsors. Yes. So good stuff, Thank man. You, All right. Thank well, you, Andy. Let's get you guys back to And Andy, here. why is there a police truck out there? <laughs> no. Next question. <laughs> Next question. No, they're, they're tearing up the street. All right, cool. So um, where do you want to go next? You want to talk about this? Yeah, let's just kind of give like a very high-level overview of what the roadmap's going to do. Let's do it. And let's then we're going to go into True Profit, and we'll probably close out. Sounds good. So... You know, part of part of following the cash is we got to calculate our overhead, right? And I think the next podcast you do, you'll get more into this. But dentistry's had too much emotion around overhead in the past, yeah. And we're just going to take some of that emotion away, right? Like whatever it is, let's lower it. Yeah, let's not worry about like I'm an awful dentist because I'm not at fifty five percent. Let's get rid of that. Yep. Right. So we, we all have a cost of doing business. It is what it is. Let's just, let's embrace it and then let's lower it. Let's make budget to make, um, you know, some improvements. We're going to help now once we know our overhead and we're going to show a model for how to calculate your overhead in like 90 seconds using your P and L. It might take a little bit of work with your accountant to get there. And it doesn't have to follow our model perfectly. It doesn't have to follow it at all. Right. We just have to use our P&L and we'll give you some basic concept to say, hey, pull your P&L, look at these expense, we call them buckets or categories, and move that number over into our tracker. And yeah. if you want to reorganize and follow our model, even better. Yeah. Now, let me give you a little bit of why behind this. It's a diagnostic tool for us as coaches. So you could argue, well, this isn't, you know, financially correct based on what my accountant says. That is true. Our goal is to baseline cash coming in and out of the practices and the dentists we coach so that they can improve opportunities for more profit and make really good decisions. I hope they have a ton of cash saved. And they take this tool, which is crazy simple, and your accountant will say, this is stupid simple. And they go, yes, it is simple, but it helps me focus on dentistry, my team and my family. Mr. Accountant, you tell me how to take this cash and use it correctly to pay my taxes and all that. So, you know, 
when you use it, you're going to see it is crazy simple. It's going to save you time. It's going to tell you what your true profit is. And if you use the tool and you don't know what your profit is, call us in less than 60 seconds. We'll be able to tell you this is what your true profit is. Right. You're, this is actually going to bridge the gap a little bit between previous overhead models in dentistry and accounting. Yes. Previous models in dentistry, including our own. Yes. In Act Dental, ask dentists to, to take their P&L and take a bunch of different line items in their chart of accounts and move them to all these different categories and then kind of come up with some kind of overhead yeah. that had no real bearing to the P&L at all. Yeah. And we're going to prevent, pre, uh, provide a model that says, hey, let's use your P&L and let's calculate an overhead within 90 seconds from that. And if you want to kind of reorganize your P&L to match this model, that's fine. That's even better. But yeah. you don't need to. But you just got to have no, a clean overhead. Then we're going to teach you how to budget your next year's overhead. So if you're at 70% and you know in each of these expense categories, the the gross dollar amount, we're going to say, okay, if you want to get to 65%, reduction of 5%, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Let's budget for it. Let's make it a goal. Let's do it. What's the expenditure in each of these categories? And then what's the revenue number that's going to get that percentage to where you need it? Yeah. So now you have both a, a bottom line goal right? Hey team, we're going to only spend this amount on supplies, but you also have a top line goal to make sure that your gap or your margin is that 35%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now let me throw one more goal in there. You as a business owner, your profits should grow 10 to 15 to 20% per year. That's a challenge to you. You shouldn't be thinning your profit margins in an effort to grow your gross production. So something just to look at. Your profit should grow every single year, and this tool is going to help you do that. Absolutely. Um, we're going to provide a tracker that's going to help monitor overhead month to month. Super easy, 90 seconds. It will be, you'll be able to know your monthly overhead in 90 seconds once you've worked through this, this roadmap. We are going to teach dentists for once and for all how to take their three financial statements, the P&L, the cash flow and the balance sheet. And they're all super confusing, especially cash flow and balance sheet. And we're going to we're going to just focus on here's what you need to pull out of a balance sheet. Ignore the rest. Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to pull out of a cash flow. Ignore the rest. And then we're going to use those numbers, P&L, cash flow, balance sheet, pull these stuff out, put it into the true profit calculator. Yeah. So what a true profit calculator is, it's going to take your revenue it's going to take your net profit off your uh, P&L. It's going to add back some non-P&L items like depreciation. It's going to then subtract some non-P&L cash outflows like principal payments on loans. And it's also going to subtract the tax allocation that you need to put away to pay your quarterly estimated taxes. Yeah. So your accountant will be able to say, hey, Barrett, in order to pay taxes, you need to put X amount away per month. Now, I've done it both ways. I've done it where it's like, yeah, that's fine. I should have enough. And we get to the quarter like, oh, I don't have enough. And I've also got where it's like, okay, whatever, if that number is whatever, um, $1,000, we're going to put that in its own checking account. Every month, it's like an expense. Mm-hmm. It goes away. I don't see it. Now tax time comes every quarter. The money's just there. I don't even have right. to think about it. But that is a cash outflow that goes against true profit. Now, once you've collected all your money, you've paid your team, you've paid your bills, you've paid your operating expenses, you have your net profit, you pay yourself your base salary, 
you pay your loans on technology, you put your tax allocation away before you see it. Yep. The bottom line of that. So now we've taken we've taken um, items from a PL, we've taken items from balance sheet, we've taken items from a cash flow statement, and the bottom of that is what I call true profit. Yeah. Now, that's the number that you should see go into your checking account. Yeah. So I want Dennis to use this tool to get to a point where they have this all figured out. I know my overhead. I know what I, I know my survival line. So if I collect X amount, I know all the bills are paid. Yep. Then the next line is, I know if I collect this amount, my bills are paid and I get paid. Yep. And then the next line is, oh, I know anything over this, the bills are paid, I'm paid, and now money goes in the checking account. So I want every dentist to do that and then watch their checking account grow each month. Yeah. And now when you watch that checking amount, that checking account grow, now you get to do fun stuff. Yeah. It's easy to bonus your team then. Yeah. It's easy to invest in some other technology because you know you have money to do it. Yeah. You're yeah. going to see, we're taking the thinking out of this. Right. All you have to do is follow the steps. And the, the steps have been tested. Right. And we'll, we'll continue to improve them. But, like, this is no thinking. All you have to do is you're follow to, the road. Yeah, down. you're going to do a little bit of work up front to get this tool, but it's not going to take long. Right. It's going to have your... You know, I said your accountant's going to hate you, but actually in the end, he's going to, he or she's going to love you yes. because you're going to have more knowledge. You're going to be more fiscally healthy and, and every accountant loves, accountant's worst day is when they have to uh, share a tax bill with you that right. you weren't expecting. Yeah. They want you on tax day to know, like, you know, no surprises. Like I knew exactly we have it all saved, not a problem. And so there, this is actually accountants in the end are actually going to love us for this. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we're getting ready to wrap up here. Any last thoughts you have on the money roadmap? No, just go sign up. We got master classes coming up. Yes. We got one in the end of, so September 30th, I think. And then um, November 11th. So master classes open to everyone. Yeah. Um, sign up. We're going to walk through this step by step. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And so those of you that are already in the ACT community, you know this, if you're in the To The Top Study Club or in our pro coaching program, we are going to go through the money tool in the next quarter in our live study club. So if you're not a part of the study club, I'm going to encourage you to check it out because you might be thinking, well, I'm going to download this. This is, you know, this is a great tool. Well, you're going to be in a room full of other people that are going to be doing the exact same thing. So you're not alone. You know, it's very, very cool. And you're going to feel very supported in this whole process. Right. That so was fun. Where can we, where can we get this again? At Donald forward, forward slash money. Money. Is that what we said? You know, look at this. Jenny's going to hate us because we're making this up on the fly. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Right. So again, com forward slash money. You will find it's not live yet, but it will be soon. You can download it. And, and as we release the tool, you can be one of the first to download it and you'll get a copy of it. And you're going to see it's going to change your life, make you uh, help you create a better practice and a better life. So thank you guys for listening. Buddy, that was so much Cheers. fun. It was. I, I actually, I love Mondays, you know? Yeah. They're it's a good fun. end of the day. We get a lot done. We get a chance to discuss something that's full of value and we have some fun. And Andy keeps us on our toes. He does yeah. keep us on right. our toes. Love and it. join us next week where we talk about Andy's tour <laughs> through the bourbon trail. And so <laughs> it's all good. So cool. We'll stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. So thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. If you enjoyed today, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see and tools you would like us to create. We love this stuff. We'll keep 
bringing value. We're going to be doing this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows. So I hope you keep showing up. And every time I hope you do, we help you create a better practice and a better life. So until we see you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys have a great day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.